You were never meant to create this way. Caged by shame that whispers, you're not good enough, you're not doing enough, you will never be successful. No, you were born to create with wild and abundant joy, with reckless abandon, unfettered feeling, and the easy piece of unshakable assurance. Here at Wildmaking, we're reclaiming this birthright together, untaming our art and rewilding our relationships with our creative work. I'm your host, author and creative wellness coach, Kristen Kiefer. Let's get started. Hello, friends. Earlier this week, I was watching an episode of Bullshit the Game Show, which is a trivia show on Netflix. If you have never seen Bullshit, (laughs) such a fun name, uh, basically it is a trivia show where one contestant is asked trivia questions and they have multiple choice answers to choose from. Now, if they do not know the answer to the question, that is not a problem because they can give a bullshit explanation, pretend that they know the answer, and and tell three other contestants why they actually know the answer when they really don't. And if any one of those three other contestants believes the first contestant's bullshit, then the first contestant gets to move forward in the game. Now, this is not a promo for, this is not an ad for Bullshit the Game Show. Uh, I actually didn't think it was really the best game show in the world by a long shot. I probably wouldn't watch too much more of it in the future. But the reason I bring this up is because there was one particular question in the episode that I was watching that really caught my eye. And that question kind of triggered this like brainstorm spiral for me where by the end of this flurry of kind of thoughts I was having. I was like, I have a podcast episode that I need to record for my people ASAP. So here we are. The trivia question that caught my eye was about the classic self-development book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And the question was specifically asking which of the four, you know, multi-choice, multiple choice options represented the first habit that Stephen Covey lists in that book. The answer, spoiler alert, is be proactive. That is apparently Stephen Covey's first habit of highly effective people. Uh, Now, I, I didn't know that answer because I've never read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, despite the fact that I had a huge self-development phase in my early 20s. But regardless, you know, I don't you know, kind of a um, disclaimer here. I don't know what Stephen Covey has to say about being proactive inside of his book, but I know that A, I agree that being proactive is incredibly important to achieving any sort of success, by which I simply mean kind of fulfillment (laughs) in your life. And secondly, I know what I have to say on this topic of being proactive, and that is what I want to share with you today. Because regardless of your definition of creative success, cultivating a proactive approach to your creative journey is key if you want to achieve any of those things that we talk about all the time, right? Joy, fulfillment, self-assurance, any sort of external successes that you have in mind, really cool things that you'd like, you know you'd like to achieve or that you know you would like to kind of create the best 
situation where the, the best environment for a certain thing to happen, you know, that might like it might be a little bit outside of your control to achieve, but you can do what you can to get yourself in a position for that thing to happen to you. Point is, regardless of what you want for your creative journey, being proactive is absolutely key. So let's talk about what being proactive looks like. And really, the way that I see it, being proactive, to, to say that you are being proactive, there, there are two requirements for that. And those requirements are kind of right in the word themselves. You need to be pro in the sense that you are looking ahead and acting in anticipation of the future. And you need to be active. You can't be passive. You need to be playing an active role. To explore both of these topics in more depth, to really understand why they play such a key role to creative success, I want to start with the second requirement or the second half of the word proactive. I want to start with this idea of being an active participant inside of your own creative journey. Okay? So, it is very, very easy to passively participate in your own life. To let the circumstances of your current life be the circumstances of your future life until something forces change upon you, rather than you actually taking an active role and creating change for yourself. It's very, very easy to let this happen because life is freaking hard, right? Sometimes life is easier than other times, but I don't care who you are, how much privilege you do or don't have, where you live in the world, life is hard. Being a human being and navigating this world in this finite experience is an incredibly difficult thing to do. And so it becomes very, very easy to simply let yourself kind of stay stuck where you are, even if you aren't very happy where you're at, even if you aren't, you know, very fulfilled, even if there's a lot of pain and discomfort involved in staying where you are. It's really easy to stay stuck there because the alternative is to take action by stepping into the unknown and creating change for yourself. And if you've never done something before, if you are stepping into the unknown, there's a lot of uncertainty there. And with uncertainty comes fear and discomfort and pain itself. So either way, whether you stay where you are in an unhappy situation, or you make a change, you're going to have to face a lot of, at the very least, we will say discomfort, right? If either option, if either path forward involves discomfort, then it's a lot of a lot easier to stay stuck in the discomfort that you already know than to face the discomfort of the unknown. Because you don't know just how uncomfortable that is going to be. You know where you're at. You don't know where you'd like to be or the, you know, what the future holds for you. So with all of that in mind, it's, again, very easy to stay passive, to let life happen to you, and to not really take too much responsibility for crafting the life that you want to lead. But it is so important if you do want to create for yourself a creative journey and a life as a whole that you find incredibly rewarding and fulfilling, it's important that you take a proactive role in creating that, right? That's not just going to happen to you by sheer luck or happenstance. You have to create 
the personally meaningful life that you want for yourself. You need to be proactive, which means that you need to cultivate a bias towards action, even if that action is a little bit painful or uncomfortable to face. Because often there is something very, again, personally meaningful and rewarding on the other side. Now, cultivating a bias towards action, specifically uncomfortable action, can be very difficult to do if we are coming from a place of feeling very ashamed, right? Feeling not good enough. This is something that we have talked about at length here in the early episodes of the podcast, so I'm not going to go on about it now. But I do want to point out that You know, most of us are living with shame stories, and if we have not already cultivated a bias towards action inside of our lives, then cultivating that for the first time can be really tricky. It can feel very overwhelming. Making big change happen or achieving big goals can be like staring up at like Mount Everest and you are at its base, right? very, very overwhelming. Which is why it's important that if you want to cultivate a bias towards action, that you start taking and celebrating the hell out of tiny little steps. You don't need to change your life overnight. You don't need to achieve incredible things by next week or next month or even next year. What you do need to do, though, is take responsibility for the life that you want to lead. And then if you are taking responsibility for that, that requires that you take action in some small way. So when you are stepping into a more proactive approach to your life for the first time, I encourage you to ask yourself, what do I want? First and foremost, what is the um, vision that I have in mind for what I believe will be very personally meaningful to me, you know, what kind of life do I want to lead here? And then ask yourself, what small thing can I do today to simply move in that direction, to take a tiny baby step in that direction? Again, you don't have to change your life overnight, right? But you do have to claim responsibility for the life that you are currently leading, for the life that you want to lead, and for kind of bridging that gap between the two. And that requires small action as often as you can. I was going to say day after day, but sometimes you need to give yourself a break and a rest, right? But that requires taking small, steady steps forward with whatever frequency that you can. So that is step one of being proactive. Taking your life, uh, being an active participant in your life rather than a passive observer. The second requirement for being proactive and really creating the life that you want for yourself as an artist, as a maker, as a crafter, is to, it's the pro half of the word proactive, right? The action that you take, in addition to simply taking an active role in your life in the first place, you also want as much action as you can to be anticipatory. So what I mean by this is you want to be aware and consider the potential problems, issues, changes, challenges that could arise as you start proactively moving towards the life that you want for yourself. And you want to take action to prepare for those problems, issues, challenges, changes arising. Because 
You can probably imagine a million and one things that might go wrong or not go swimmingly. And most of them are not going to happen, right? Most of, like most <laughs> nine out of 10 times, things are going to go pretty well. But if there are certain problems, issues, challenges, changes that are more likely to happen than others, then taking an active role to prepare for and mitigate those possibilities is a really fantastic way to set yourself up for success. So sometimes these potential, we'll just call them challenges from here on out, sometimes these potential challenges are external, right? So a big one that I think of inside of our creative practices is backing up our creative work. I say this completely without judgment, but I'm always a bit surprised when I hear about writers who have lost a good bit of their work due to a computer crash or some sort of, you know, failure to save their document because it is so very easy to set up a system in which your work gets backed up automatically. The way that I do this is with Dropbox and the Scrivener word processor that I use. I have a free Dropbox account. I do not pay for this. I have the Dropbox app downloaded on my computer, which appears as a folder that I can save documents within. So I save all of my Scrivener novel projects right inside this Dropbox folder on my computer, and Scrivener automatically saves your work every time that you stop typing for a few seconds. So my work is constantly getting backed up straight to the cloud, and I never ever have to address this. I always know that my work is safe. I set this up almost a decade ago. It still works perfectly every day, and I never, ever, ever have to do anything to keep it maintained. That was one proactive action that I took almost a decade ago that is still serving me well today and helping me avoid the challenge of lost work, right? I am completely, I'm not even like mitigating that issue. I'm just completely circumventing it. And so that's that's an example of a type of challenge that might that might arise in your creative practice that you could prepare for. That is proactive action. Another example would be, let's say you are really interested in leaving your day job to pursue a creative career of some sort. A very helpful proactive action there would be creating some sort of nest egg or emergency fund for yourself so that if your career doesn't really get off the ground as quickly as you imagined, or if something kind of goes wrong with your income, you have money to kind of tide you over until things stabilize a bit. That is mitigating action. But some of those things, I think, are... I mean, I'm not going to say that everybody does those things, but I think, you know, backing up your work, making sure that you aren't just putting yourself at complete financial risk before pursuing a creative career, those things are kind of obvious, right, to some degree. And what I really want to talk about when it comes to this second half of taking proactive action is looking inward towards the internal challenges that you might face when pursuing any sort of creative goal or creative habit, creative um, achievement, right? Because there are definitely things in life that could serve as roadblocks that hold us back from achieving what we want to achieve with our creative work. 
But more often than not, the biggest roadblocks are coming from inside the house, okay? They are coming from within. So looking inward and asking yourself, you know, let me take a step back here and say that when I work with clients and we, uh, during our first coaching session, we do a client intake form. I help them identify what they want to achieve during our time together. And one of the, the things that I ask them in that form is, What doubts, fears, or limiting beliefs do you see arising as we work on trying to achieve this goal together? Because mitigating those things, reducing their impact, or circumventing them entirely is key to actually achieving what you want to achieve. As I have often said here on the podcast, your beliefs create your results. What you believe about who you are, what you are capable of, you know, what your what you believe about your art, your skill level, your readers, your audience directly impacts what you are able to achieve. So if there is kind of a weak spot in your belief system about yourself, your skills, your art, your people, then you're going to either struggle to achieve what you want to achieve or you're going to end up with some kind of subpar results, right? Not really what you want. Like you did make progress, you did achieve something, but it wasn't what you really craved. It wasn't what you had determined would be personally meaningful for you. So if your beliefs create your results, then it is important, it is imperative to look inward and figure out where the weak spots are, where the internal challenges might arise. And in doing so, you can begin to self-coach on those issues or work with a coach like myself on those issues to mitigate them. So an example here would be, let's say you are setting out to draft a new novel and you know that you are a perfectionist. You could totally see your your perfectionism rearing its ugly head as you prepare to draft and you can see yourself just editing, editing, editing what you write relentlessly or even struggling to get a single word on the page and as a result, really, really struggling to finish your first draft. So if you know that about yourself, if you have that awareness, you can ask yourself, you know, what can I do to mitigate my perfectionism? Are there certain actions I can take? Are there certain programs I can write in that would help me, you know, achieve a very specific goal or else, you know, I think there's like programs out there where you'll kill a forest if you like don't um, achieve your writing goal or some silly things like that, right? There's kind of um, different programs that offer gamification that, you know, when there's this win or lose kind of stakes, it becomes easier for you to circumvent your per- uh, your perfectionism and achieve what you want to achieve. Um, or you might ask yourself, okay, can I mitigate this by really keeping like a mental eye out for certain um, buzzwords that I know mean that my perfectionism, I can talk today, guys, I swear, that my perfectionism is rearing its ugly head. And if I have a moment of awareness where I know that one of those thoughts is really red hot in my mind right now, you know, is there something specific I can do to address that? So maybe you are attempting to draft and all of, all of a sudden your brain is like, this is complete shit and you're a shit writer. If you were anticipating that, you might have made a plan to take a step back away from your manuscript and take a breather when that thought was, you know, perhaps going to arise. 
Or maybe you decided to say, you know what, shame, you're a piece of shit and I'm an amazing writer. Maybe that was the method that you came up with for mitigating your perfectionist thoughts, right? There's no right or wrong way to do this, but the key here is that you do look inward at the uncomfortable challenges that your brain might present to you as you are striving to achieve your creative goals and that you make a plan for addressing those ahead of time so that they don't prove to be such huge roadblocks uh, after all, right? And that's, that's basically it. That is what being proactive is all about. It is about taking responsibility for your life and choosing to actively create the life for yourself that you want, that you know you will find personally fulfilling. And then as you take that action, it's also being proactive is also about considering what challenges might arise for you before they arise and making a game plan. Because when you have a game plan, you have some inner peace, right? Knowing that certain challenges might arise and that you know how to tackle them means that you don't need to feel as anxious about the possibility that they might arise. If they do, you know what to do, right? It's as simple as that. And so when you start cultivating a more proactive approach to your creative journey, three really cool things happen. First, you find a sense of kind of ownership and pride and self-assurance within your creative journey because you know that you are taking responsibility for it. You are plugging into your intuition, pursuing what you want, and building powerful self-trust with, you know, with yourself, that was redundant, um, by taking the action that you want to take and addressing any challenges that arise as you need to. You aren't pointing the finger of blame outward when things go wrong, and you also aren't pointing the finger of blame inward should things go wrong and, and kind of buying into a shame story. You are simply accepting responsibility for what you want and what challenges arise and dealing with them, taking that action. The second really cool thing that happens is that you are able to determine potential roadblocks and, again, take that action to mitigate them. This, in the end, is going to save you a world of stress. It kind of gives you a sense of zen about things going wrong because you know how to handle them. You have already made that game plan for yourself, and so you don't need to uh, kind of, oh, there's a word I'm looking for. You don't need to entertain endless anxiety in your head about what if, what if, what if, what if. Because you've thought about the what ifs. You've identified which ones are realistic or more likely to happen and which ones are just silly. And for the ones that are more realistic or more likely to happen, you've made a plan. You know what to do. And that brings so much peace. And lastly, by being proactive inside of your creative practice, you are actively working to up-level your beliefs, especially those that are around your capacity to handle the challenges that come your way and your capacity to achieve what you want to achieve. And in doing so, you're going to start accessing way more personally meaningful and joyful and exciting results. Because Remember, your beliefs create your results. So if you are fairly actively working to step into better beliefs over and over and over again, then the results that you are going to get are going to be better and better, whatever your 
personal definition of better is, right? Uh, they're going to be better and better as well. You are going to start achieving bigger, more meaningful, more joyful, more fulfilling things inside of your creative journey. So that is my take on being proactive and how cultivating a proactive approach to your creative journey is truly so key to achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve. It is such a powerful role to step into, and I hope it's something that you'll begin cultivating for yourself today because it will absolutely change your world and help you tap into so much wild creative joy. All right, with that said, I will see you all next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's Wild Making. If this episode felt like coming home to yourself as an artist or a maker, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing to help this podcast reach a wider audience of creatives like yourself. And for more on untaming your art, be sure to check out my current coaching offers and subscribe to receive weekly wisdom-packed emails in your inbox for free at kristinkiefer.co. Cool? Until next time, shine on, my friend.